Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread. Let's pray. Father, I, uh, I just ask that you would give us hearts that are soft and tender towards you and the Holy Spirit so we could hear what you want us to learn tonight. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Hey, thank you. Be seated. It was in September, and we were thinking about our church and the life of our church uh, this fall. And I felt strongly the instruction of the Holy Spirit to take some time as a church to talk about prayer. I uh, want it to be absolutely crystal clear that I am not interested in this series and at this time in the life of our church in us getting more information. Friends, we have way too much information already in our hearts and heads about prayer. Uh, the problem isn't not having information. We need the Holy Spirit to come and stir our hearts and teach us to pray. The goal is not information, friends. The goal is transformation. And so the disciples come, and if I could have the house lights up a bit, please. The disciples come and they say, uh, teach us to pray. And Jesus said, when you pray, say, Father. I think I've only understood the significance of this in the last 25, 20 to 25 years. You see, earlier in life, our sons were just always there. And then thankfully, they grew up. And uh, they left home. That's normal. That's good. But only after they had left did I get this real understanding in my heart of how much it means to me when they just come. <laughs> 
and they sit down. And they visit and they spend some time with old dad. As strange as this may sound to some of you, you actually get to a point in your life when that's the highlight of your days. When the boys, the daughters, come spend time with dad. When I got that understanding in my heart, I looked at my relationship with my own dad and I made a decision that I'm going to start, lived in Calgary, I'm going to start calling dad a whole lot more than I have. And I began to phone my dad regularly because I had a revelation in my own heart about how much it means to father when the sons come and spend time with you. I think what has touched my heart most deeply since September as I've been meditating on this portion is the reality that prayer is not about me. Prayer is about Father. And he delights. When you stop all the hustle and bustle and routine and regular responsibilities, you lay all of that aside. And you organize your life to sit at the knees of Father. Psalm 141, uh, verse 2, the first half of the verse. Psalm 141, verse 2. Let my prayer be counted as incense before you. We looked at this a couple of weeks ago. What happens when you come into the Father's room, Father's place, and just be, what's Father doing? My son, my son's prayers are ascending to me. My daughter's prayer, your prayers mean so much to Father. Prayer is not about us and our I want me lists. Prayer is this ascension of sweet-smelling aroma right into the presence of God. And so about a week ago, I decided to read through the book of Revelation. And this week, as I was reading it out on a cold park bench, I read this verse. It's nothing new to me, but I'd forgotten about it. 
Jesus took the scroll, the four living creatures, the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Our prayers, friends, are these golden bowls of beautiful incense. Sent to the Father. When you pray, say, Father, recognize your prayers mean a great, 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 great deal to Father. It's not about you, it's not about your shopping list. It's about father delighting that his son, his daughter, has organized his life or life to come and be with Abba Father. When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. It is about him. It is about him. And we need to learn, friends, in the regular routines and responsibilities that we all have. We need to learn to run to him. Proverbs 18, 10 to 11. I like it in the Amplified Version. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The consistently righteous man, upright and right standing with God, runs into it and is safe, high above evil and strong. The rich man's wealth is his strong city and is a high protecting wall in his own imagination and conceit. A lot of people, and in North America, we have to be very careful because most of us have enough money in our pocket to go do, look after some things every day. And we get to this place in our own imagination and conceit when we think our protection is in the green card or whatever color card it is you're carrying around in your wallet. Friends, that's all in your imagination. It's all in believing that you've got it under control. It's a conceited approach to life. The righteous man, the consistently righteous man in life has not learned to run to the wealth he has. He runs into the name of the Lord and finds that in that place uh, he is safe above evil and strong. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. A bunch of interviews were done of, with the survivors of the uh, September 11th, 2001 collapse of the Twin Towers in New York. And you know what they discovered about the people who survived? They're in one of two situations. 
As soon as they felt danger, they ran out of that building as quick as they could. The ones and the other people who survived were in a group of people who, when they felt danger, they didn't sit around and try to come up with a plan. They just got out of there. And in life, my friends, in life, my friends, circumstances come, unexpected things come, challenges come, health scares come, whatever. A lot of people just kind of sit there and analyze it and analyze it and analyze it and analyze it until they have absolutely lost their faith. I tell you, we need to hold the name of God. Hallow it. And when the circumstances and situations come, we're not analyzing things to death. That's finding, thinking that's where your solution is. That's all in your imagination, friends. We run. We run to the name of the Lord. His name, his name is Hallowed. It's the safe place. When you pray, say, Father, Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. I talked a couple of weeks ago about the fact that in the Greek it actually uh, reads quite differently. It says, come. Come, your kingdom. Not your kingdom, come. But it, it, it's, it's a statement of authority. Come. Come, your kingdom. Come. And so we look at our lives... And we pray, come, come kingdom of God, come kingdom of God in my family, come kingdom of God in my own life. I would say start with your life, then start with your, move on to your family. Come kingdom of God in my church, come. The lordship, the leadership, the control, the authority, the governance of God, Come, governance of God. Come, leadership of God. Come, rule of God in my life. Come, your kingdom. Come. Got a great quote here for you now. Prayer is about bringing us to the place where we're submitting to God's will, not trying to convince God to submit to our will. A lot of us get into the place of prayer and we spend a whole lot of time trying to convince God to do what we want, us, want him to do. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. Get into God's presence and say, come your kingdom. Come your leadership. Come your will. Come your governance. Come your authority. Come your lordship. Come, kingdom of God, come. When you pray, say, come, kingdom of God. There's a progression here. You get your eyes on Father and his great love for you. You sit there and 
enjoy his presence and you hold his name as hallowed. And you give him the lordship in your life. Holiness, holding something as hallowed, uh, is simply uh, putting uh, God or something else in a place where it is sacred and it is set apart. It's not ordinary. There are a few hallowed things in our life. I brought one of the hallowed things in my life to church tonight. This is my toothbrush. And it's hallowed. I don't... uh, even share it with my wife. My wife has her own toothbrush, can you imagine? This is Hallowood. This is mine. And this toothbrush is Hallowood. I use it to brush my teeth. I don't use it, and I sure hope no one else has used it to clean the toilet. It has a hallowed purpose. I don't clean the battery terminals with it. It's hallowed. It's set apart for a purpose. God ought to be so holy to us that we know he is where we run to in all the situations and all the circumstances of life because we are his and he's our father. But too often, instead of going to the Father, toothbrushes are meant to brush your teeth. We run to all other kinds of places for the solution. There's a progression here. Father, I recognize who you are. You are hallowed, you are high, and you are lifted up. You are exalted above all things. And we get that in our hearts. And we recognize when he is high and and holy in our lives, Father who is perfect in all of his ways, then we have no problem saying to him, come. Come your kingdom. Come. You rule. You reign. You be in charge. Because we know he's perfect. Perfect dad. Perfect in in all his ways. 
So we learn to hold the name of God hallowed. And there's revelations of God's name throughout scripture. And uh, if you want some video teaching on that and haven't requested it yet, just fill out a connect card. Send me the video on, on God's names. We'll try to get that done this week. So we pray your kingdom come. Give us each day our, our daily bread. <laughs> so where do we go at the start of our day for the needs of our day? There's only one place to go. He's the Holy One. We go to Him. We don't run all over the place and hold other things as hallowed. We hold Him as hallowed. And if we're approaching our day any other way, do you know what we are doing? We are taking His name in vain. We're not putting Him where He deserves to be in our life. We hold him as hallowed. So one of the revelations of God's name is that that tremendous story of Abraham going up the mountain with his son. And uh, he says to his son, we're going to have a a sacrifice on the top of the mountain. And Isaac says, oh, I I see a problem here, Dad. We forgot to bring any lamb to sacrifice. And what does God say to him? Genesis chapter 22, verse 14. I'll read it in the King James Version, first of all. So Abraham called the name of that place. Once God did make the provision of the Lamb, the Lord will provide, as it is said on this day, on the mount of the Lord, it shall be provided. New Living Translation. Abraham named the place Yahweh Yireh, or we would say uh, Jehovah Jireh which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people still use that name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Friends, what do we do? We've learned something here. We've learned where our provision comes from. And so what do we do every, the start of every day? What do we do every day? Start of every day. When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name come your kingdom be the Lord today be in charge today and I need to pray that every day because there's too much me in me way too much me in me so I have to pray every day come your kingdom come control because I find it so easy to take charge come come your kingdom put him in a place of authority and then we say then we say give us this day our daily bread prayer brings order to our lives this is a a consistent principle of scripture prayer brings order to our lives three quick verses i'm not i'm kind of paraphrasing these verses uh but they're they're there uh Malachi chapter 3.10. We give to God's house and then God blesses our house. Come, kingdom of God. We put the kingdom of God in the place of priority. And then what happens? And then 
God blesses our house. There's priorities here. There's, there's this prioritizing of our life. There's getting our life in order um, through prayer. Another verse, same kind of lesson here. Luke 6, we give, and then God gives back to us. Good measure, press down, shake it together, running over. Come kingdom of God. I'm not going to ruin my own life here. I'm going to give you my life. I'm going to give you my day. I'm going to trust you to provide my daily bread. I give it all to you, Lord. And then what happens? There's order here. And God gives back to us. Matthew 6, verse 33. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. Come your kingdom. Come your kingdom. Seek the kingdom first. And then all the things are added to us. So when you're praying, you don't run in there at top speed right away and say, okay, God, this is what I need today. Here's my list. Eight things, and I need most of them by 11 a.m. Quick, please, God. Now we laugh a little bit. But I've been to so many prayer meetings where that's exactly what happens. when you pray get your eyes on your father recognize he's just so glad you've shown up he delights in you taking time to hang out with him and then hold his name as hallowed some of us have rotten days Because we're not giving our days to him. Trusting him with our days. We just get so worried right off the start about all this stuff that needs to be. Stop, stop, stop and say, Father, I trust you with this day. Just give me what I need today. I trust you with it. Trust you with it. Give us this day our daily bread. Prayer brings order to our lives. So let me end with three portions of scripture. Psalm 34, verse 10. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Lord of hosts is there for you in every circumstance and every situation. Who is this king? <laughs> the Lord of, it's a military term. The Lord of hosts. He's the king of glory. You need to give your days to him instead of fighting your way through it all the time by yourself. Stop that, please, friends. Give it to him. He's the Lord of hosts. He's the champion. He's the battle fighter. Give him your day. Looked at this earlier. Proverbs chapter 18, 10 and 11. The name of the Lord's a strong tower. Righteous runs into it and is safe. Learn to run to the name of the Lord. You see, if... <laughs> If I uh, 
begin my day and I get into Father's presence and I say, uh, I honor you today, Father. <laughs> and I recognize that you are Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is my peace. And I just stay there until his peace floods my soul. That's such a healthier way to live than to run through your day all worried about what kind of a disaster this day is going to be. Put him on the throne. Hold his name as Hallowed. Recognize his peace for every situation and every circumstance. One last verse. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Just go to him, give him your needs. Lord, here's this day, give me this day, my daily bread. You know what I need today. And what's Father say to you as soon as you have to give your day to him? Got it for you, son. According to the riches of my glory in Christ, I'll look after your needs. And you leave that time in Father's presence with peace in your heart and confidence. So progression here, friends. Progression. Everybody say progression. Progression is the message of tonight. <laughs> There's progression in this prayer. Get into Father's presence. Recognize your in the presence of Almighty Creator God, who is your Father. <laughs> Almighty Creator God is your Father. Wow. And take time to worship Him and know Him and remember who He is. And then, and then declare in your life that His kingdom is going to rule and reign in your heart today. Your decisions come, kingdom, come, kingdom of God, come rule. Declare it. And then declare it over your family. And declare it over your church. Come, kingdom of God, come. And then say, and Lord, whatever's going to happen today, just look after it. Give me this day my daily bread. And the beautiful thing about that prayer is you'll stop worrying about what's going to happen in 2024. You just take a day at a time, which is what Jesus has told all of us to do. And a couple of you here tonight are a little overburdened in your soul because you're really concerned about what's going to happen in six or eight months. Just give your day to him.
and he'll look after tomorrow. <laughs> and the tomorrow after that, and the tomorrow after that, and the tomorrow after that. So friends, this has not been about information tonight. Hear my heart, friends. <laughs> the last 20 years, you've heard enough sermons on prayer. What we need to do is pray. And pray as fathers taught us to pray. So this weekend is uh, an opportunity for us to church, get together as the people of God and fast and pray because we know that's where the answers come from, that's where strength comes from, that's where provision comes from. We go to him. We don't take his name in vain. He's the one we run to automatically. Run. Name of the Lord's a strong tower. Righteous people run into it and they're safe. Run to the name of God. So we'll gather to pray this weekend. Friday evening we'll come together and worship and and pray and Sunday morning we'll be back here to or Saturday morning we'll be back here to pray invite you to come friends prayer changes our lives